Chapter 21 of The Art of Stage Dancing. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tech Savvy. The Art of Stage Dancing by Ned Rayburn. Chapter 21. Stage Costumes. On the stage, as on the street, effective costuming is a matter of good taste. The dancer must be particular always to appear in a costume in keeping with the idea and the character of the dance. The producer will be certain to adhere to this rule in all cases where the company supplies the stage costumes, as is customary. In vaudeville or in a home talent show where the dancer furnishes the outfit, the same rule of fitness and appropriateness must be observed, or the resulting incongruity will greatly mar the presentation. Have your stage costumes prepared with the idea of creating proper atmosphere for the dance you're giving or the scene in which the dance appears. There are special designers of stage costumes in all the large cities, here and abroad. Boxed, the Russian artist, is a name all have come to know because of the bizarre effects he creates for the stage. In London, Comelli was an outstanding name as costume designer for the Dury Lane productions. Ert in Paris, and there are many others abroad. New York has several concerns for the first grade whose work along these lines is an evidence in the best theaters throughout the country and overseas illustration the first step in costume making for the stage is made when the costume designer and the scenic artist are brought together under the producing director to arrange and settle upon a definite color scheme for each act and scene so that colors of costumes and stage settings shall be in full harmony throughout this is most important for the pictorial effects and in given careful study with the color studies effectively planned there follows a further conference between producer and a costume designer in which plot locale atmosphere characters lyrics music and everything else with a bearing on a dance or play in contemplation is fully gone over and considered the personality of the principles is given attention and the various possible effects of the ensemble or chorus groupings evolutions and pictures are carefully planned with regard to lights and color effects. The designer thus consulted submits pencil sketches of his ideas. The next step is a watercolor design in the actual colors to be employed. The accepted costume plate in color becomes now the working basis for the actual process of manufacturing the garments. The cost of these color plates for each design is at least $5, but usually more, as high as $25 sometimes, before a garment is cut or a stitch taken. The price for a costume plate or design depending a good deal upon the standing or reputation of materials as well as colors are given careful thought. Sometimes the artist's design is made around a sample of the actual materials, though usually the color idea is developed first and the goods to be used in the garments considered later. The quality of the material for stage costumes should be the very best to be had regardless of cost it is unquestionably true that the best is the cheapest way in every way not only do costumes of cheap fabrics not hold together and the colors fade out when exposed to the strong modern stage lights and repairs and renewals made a frequent necessity but the very people on the stage who are compelled to wear the inferior costumes are literally let down to a lower level in morale as a consequence illustration a corner of wardrobe room it is human nature for a well-groomed man or woman on the stage or off 
to be in better spirits and a better mental attitude for the very reason that they are correctly attired. Cheap garments and inferior costume detract from the dancer's ability to do their best work, however unconscious of the fact the dancer may be. So I contend that it pays to use the best material and employ the best workmanship, if only to keep the performers up to the pitch and put the show over in a way that spells success. Then, too, there is the audience to be considered. They know the difference between silk and cotton, and are quick to judge the show by the appearance of the costumes that greet them on stage. It is a little less than an insult to modern American audiences to expect them to pay modern prices for seats in the theater, and then parade a lot of second-rate costumes before them as your idea of something that will get by, without detection or adverse comment. The cost of costume varies, of course, and the range is wide. Professional costumes worn in Broadway productions under my direction have been made for as little as $23 and as high as $1,500 for an individual costume. Chorus costumes have been shown on Broadway, costing $50 to $400 for each girl in the assembly. However, a satisfactory chorus costume can be produced today for around 75 bucks, and that for a principal of about $100. There are large and satisfactory rental establishments in New York, Chicago, Philadelphia, Boston, and others of our prominent cities where costumes can be rented for almost any character of show, in single garments or for a complete production. In the East, among the best are Brooks or Eves of New York and Van Horn of Philadelphia. In the wardrobe department of the Ned Wayburn Studios, there is carried a varied line of up-to-date costumes, well over a hundred thousand dollars in actual cash value. There is one set of twelve dancing costumes, there alone worth four thousand eight hundred dollars, or approximately four hundred dollars per costume. Any of my stock of costumes is available on a rental basis for amateur shows when my organization is employed to the stage for production and an expert wardrobe mistress goes along with the outfit to ensure proper adjustments and fitting of all the costumes to their wearers the complete costume when rented from any concern includes headdress bloomers and parasols if the character calls for them besides the gown or costume proper but never includes wigs shoes stockings or tights which must be purchased outright in our studio work and during the rehearsal period on the stage, we recommend that the net Wayburn rampers, as a form of practice, dress best suited for ladies' use, except in our foundation technique and acrobatic dancing classes, in both of which the bathing suit is given the preference. Illustration N.W. Illustration Mildred Leasy wearing type of practice costume worn for ballet dancing. Illustration Polly Archer wearing costume or a bathing suit for limbering and stretching and acrobatic dancing. Illustration Olive Brady wearing practice romper suggested for use in all classes except those in ballet dancing. End of chapter 21